Welcome to Soft Bites Podcast. Your life, your dentistry. We talk about ways to have more fun and meaning in one of the coolest and most rewarding professions in medicine. Conversations on how to bring awareness, create a healthy workplace, and provide emotional insights to make dentistry a fulfilling activity while making space for one's wonder, creativity, and freedom. Here are your hosts, Banuela and George Andre. Hello, everyone. Welcome again. So this is the episode four, fourth episode of Soft, Soft Bites podcast. Uh, and I'm here with George Andre. Hello, Andre. How are you? Hi again. I'm still in the south of Portugal. Um, in a beautiful just, setting. Yeah, just a beautiful <laughs> setting. The, 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 the ocean on the back. And again, there's there's the guy playing saxo <clears throat> on the back. So <laughs> try not to get too bothered we'll, with that. <laughs> we'll... <laughs> We will have them as a, a soundtrack of our of Absolutely. our conversation. That's it. You have to embrace. You have to embrace. Things. Yeah, especially things we, we cannot control. Right. That's one of the secrets for stress reduction: to accept what you cannot control. So today we're going to talk about how to delegate with success and how to ensure quality. And I want to start by saying. And I always uh, say this, this is not only if you are a practice owner and you have to delegate your work or parts of your work to uh, colleagues or to your associates. This is also if you are a dentist working for another dentist, an associate in a, in a practice or in a company. Um, and if you are a, a specialist or if you want to, to start doing more specialized work, you have to, uh, to, to be able to delegate, right? And, uh, in my opinion, uh, for you to be able to delegate with success, um, you have to trust, uh, you have to, 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 to have this, uh, this trust, uh, not only on your colleagues, but also um, on 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 the clinic, <laughs> on the staff, <laughs> that everything is going to 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 work to work out well. And sometimes that's not easy uh, to happen on on dentistry. Um, so my question to you, Andrea, because. Um, I know that you start to started to delegate uh, uh, already many years ago in your career, right? When when exactly did you start to delegate uh, work? When did you realize that you had to start to delegate work? Um, well, I um, in, in the beginning when I when I opened my practice, I had this very empiric way. I um, I start to write down some rules, and I all, only work with my with one dental nurse, and she also she had about twenty years of experience when she started to work with me. So I think that she must have thought that I was quite crazy because she was used to a very traditional way of dentistry. So mm -hmm. yes, I started writing down, but I had no idea what I was what I was doing. My background: my father had a restaurant, and he, he micromanaged basically everything. He worked. Mm -hmm. 24/7, and uh, so that was the role model that I had. And I, of course, I was about—I had to do something different. 
but I wasn't really sure of what that was. Um, then I, I only realized that I had to open my practice to do the dentistry that I wanted. Then um, I also knew that I needed to have some, uh, I, I need to learn abroad and I wanted to go abroad. And so I went to London and I did a, a prosthodontic degree there. And one of the guys that I met there, uh, Alok, which became one of my best friends, um, in the, um, he basically showed me a world of, um, of uh, the non-technical part of dentistry that I thought was just um, not important. I think that I thought that if I was a good technician, I think that things would, would work out. But that's, as we know, that's not the case. I mean, I mean, you can work very, very hard and you can be a very good technician, um, but um, things may not work out because if you are a very good technician, that will bring success and success will bring complexity. And complexity mm -hmm. is the worst thing that can happen to you. So in a certain way, success is also the worst thing that can happen to you. Mm -hmm. So you have to deal with that. And um Alec told me, and he showed me many, many, many insights and many books. And I, I, I remember I, I, he came to Portugal to, to see me work because at that time I already had some very nice cases. And I went to London to stay at his place, and I saw this, this huge amount of books on, uh, on how people work, on management, on, on marketing, on psychology that I, I, I never had seen, and I thought it was, it was just. Um, not important. So, um, yes, it was through through my friend that I realized that um, you need to be a good manager. You mm -hmm. need to, I wouldn't say good, but you, you, you need to think about management and you need to incorporate it because it's impossible to grow and it's impossible to, um, to be a one-man show today. It's impossible. And, and, and like you were saying in the last episode, it's, Dentistry is um, there is not there is no no longer unidisciplinary dentistry. So you need to you need to delegate. And of course, there's also that view that you can work as a as a referral practice, and it's also possible. It can it can work. It's less and less likable to work, but it can work. I mean, you can be a boutique that only does aesthetics, or you can be like a boutique practice that only does endo. Uh, you can do you can also do only ortho. But my idea is that that, that um, kind of work, and it still works in the US, it still works a little bit in the UK, but I don't know many regions of the world that, that, that still happens. I mean, the US and the UK, there's this culture of referral practices, but the harsh reality is that um, patients want everything under one ceiling. Um, and patients want more comfort. They want less visits. They want. They have less time. So this demands that you, you are able to provide a large part of dental services only one ceiling. Mm -hmm. And um, yes, and and this means many people working with you, not only you, because if it's if it's only a one man show, you don't need to manage that much. On the other hand, which is good. On the other hand, you are very likely. You are very dependent on yourself. I mean, if you get sick, if you go through hard times, you won't work, and you, and you are you are, and you depend only on yourself. <clears throat> the other opposite way is that you work with more people, and yes, they got your back, but they are also more complex to manage. So, um, 
even though it's appealing to work as a one-man show, and I see some people that after 10 years of 20 years of working in managing big big practices, they just, they just want to work in, in stop managing people and to go back to their roots and have a practice only with themselves and their wives or themselves and their nurses. <clears throat> but I think it's um, it's a very romantic view of dentistry that I don't think it fits in today's reality. Because like I was saying, I think patients have less and less time and you will end up eventually and the vast majority of practices will have to implement some, some um, at least some specialties. I mean, you need to have an endodontist, you need to have an orthodontist, you need to have a periodontologist or an implantologist. You may need to have a pediatric dentistry. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you, mean, you may need to do some, someone that does aesthetics, composites, and then some other person who does, who does ceramics because it's not possible to do everything. And also the, the, the technical demandings of dentistry, they don't allow to, <clears throat> to be work that you do so many stuff. I mean, you, you can, it's impossible for you to do good endo, good ortho, good implant. It's just impossible. Some things mm -hmm. can combinate it. I mean, you can eventually do some, <clears throat> some um, implants and perio, some implants and restorative, but it's impossible to do composites and implants and endo, and it's impossible to do that. So you are my my what i'm trying to say is that you may think a lot about that but eventually you will have to implement some sort of mm -hmm. uh, of other colleagues working your practice your practice mm -hmm. does not have to be big don't get me wrong uh, you may have only like one share or eventually two shares but that those shares will have to be split between some different colleagues to mm -hmm. To have um, to be able to offer the services that the patients want, because mm -hmm. most patients today, adult patients, they need some sort of ortho, they need some sort of aesthetics, they need some sort of implants and perio. So it's it's unavoidable that you work with several people. I mean, even if so, dentistry is more and more teamwork. And mm -hmm. if, if if you if you don't learn how to to manage a team, I mean, it's you you can't be doing dentistry actually. So, so let's let's divide this episode. And um, uh, I I think that for you to to delegate with success and to ensure quality, you have to first you have to be able to delegate uh, uh, to say to your patients. So let's divide this in patients and in team, um, because I uh, I don't know if you have this this experience, but there are still a lot of colleagues that have difficulties to explain to their patients why they have to see other uh, colleagues why they are why are they send why are you sending me to another person but you, maybe they already uh, for example let's say the the endo ah but uh, remember two years ago i had also a tooth and you did the root canal for me so why now do yes. i have to yeah so let's first talk about how you can explain in an effective way to your patients that you are uh, that you are sending them to another colleague i have a very very funny story that i usually um because I, I, this was very difficult for me because I, I come from a small town and I used to treat, and I do still treat people that know me since I was a child. So that's how my practice got, got, got going, right? With people that knew me. So it's very difficult that uh, you tell the people that made your practice start 
very difficult to tell them that you are not going to do that. Because it's uh, human, we are human and we, we, we create bonds. So, so it's difficult. If I had opened my practice in Porto, which is 20 kilometers from my town, it would probably be different. I would not have, be having mm -hmm. those, those issues, but, but yes, I have them. Um, but then I think I, the decision you need to do is, um, is actually how do you want your life to be? And what is eventually more important, I think if you are honest with your patients, they will eventually understand it. So I had, I had this, this couple of strategies. One of them was, it's difficult to tell that to the patient, but you have to tell them yourself eventually. So what I had is um, whenever they would come to my appointments, I had um, something that was written down that I would deliver to them. This is a very British style of doing things, of doing letters, you know, everything is written down. But uh, they, and, and in that, that warning, it, I wouldn't say warning, but that information, when mm -hmm. they came to the appointment and while they were waiting for the appointment, I had something that said something like this. Um, at this point in time, I'm uh, more focused on giving courses to, um, to, um, to colleagues. Um, I'm going to stop doing some procedures that I used to do. Um, I have a team. Those are the basic ideas. So mm -hmm. I'm giving courses. Mm -hmm. I, I'm delegating to a team that I trust. Um, I am uh, um, making sure that the quality is there. Mm -hmm. And I am available if you want to talk, if you have any doubt. But um, yes, I, 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 I had to stop doing some procedures because. I was focusing on something different, right? Mm -hmm. They would sit down and they would come to the, um, then they would come to the appointment and say, oh, you are going to stop seeing me. And so basically they were already prepared, right? So it was less mm -hmm. harsh, the conversation says, well, it's true because, you know, I just, it's impossible for at this point in time. And I was honest with them. Look, even in terms of, my, I have some physical issues during, due to my posture, and I, I cannot be doing all this, and it's impossible. And today's, and also in that letter, it says that it said that the trend of medicine, the trend of dentistry, is this way. So they have to understand. So there are a lot of subliminal messages there. That mm -hmm. well, this is this is what the trend of dentistry is. They are doing things better than me. So those are the, the main goals that I wanted to to pass through. Dentistry is evolving. Some other people do things better than me. I have to focus. I am I am tired of of uh, of and I'm, and I'm physically ill because of the excessive work. Uh, I am here to assure the quality. I trust my team, and um, and yes, you will be given the best treatment because I'm not be able to provide this as well as as other people are. And some of the treatments would be that I wanted to delegate would be. Um, the control appointments with the hygiene and would be endodontics. I want to delegate that completely as well. Uh, and some, some of the most simple restorative dentistry. So when they came to the appointment, they already started the call. Oh, so you're going to leave me. And some of, some of them would be, would be pissed off, of course. <laughs> um, that, that's just, you have to think about this. If you are honest, you'll have to eventually understand that you will not, that you will not, uh, um, that you will not be um, 
that some people will 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 not like it. Yeah. So mm -hmm. um, so yes, that was one of the things. But then I had some strategies that were were. And then the next, then what I would say, is, I would say sometimes, well, the next appointment is still going to be with me, but the other ones are not, something like that. So I would mm -hmm. make a radical cut. I would make it mm -hmm. softly. Uh, if it, some, of the, some of them were my friends, and some of them I would only see them in the dental office. So I kept seeing those because I wanted, mm -hmm. I just wanted to see them. Um, then there was also this strategy that we used, which was um, some some anchors that I use would be, um, well, if you go to a restaurant, the cooker is not answering the phone. It's the same thing here. I mean, I cannot be able to do everything for myself. I'm not answering your phone. And for some stuff, I want the best for you. And I and there was this, this was the dead punch that I used, this, this thing that I'm about to say. Look, I, I tell him, look, do you know, my my father, he came to the dentist the first time when we was about 50 or 60. And uh, he came to the practice and he had the root canal treatment to do, which is exactly what I'm delegating. Do you know mm -hmm. who did that treatment? They said, well, you did it. No, I haven't, I, I, I haven't done it. It was my associate. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I want the best for my father. And I want mm -hmm. the best for you as well. So once you throw that punch, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard for them to... to, to 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 don't understand that they they need to understand what you are going what you are doing and also you will it will be difficult it will because you will feel that you are uh, that that you are letting them down it's it's mm -hmm. difficult but eventually you have to understand that you are being honest with yourself and then things change and that that you have to you have to evolve and they have to understand that's the best for them. Mm -hmm. um, there's also some some things. There's also this thing that I learned from Casey Neistat, the YouTuber, and I think it's very interesting. Which is, do you need to be? This is about ten time management. Do you need to be for everyone at every time, and especially when it talks <laughs> when, when you when you are talking about friends? And I, and I have, I have this adolescence and 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 childhood, which was very rich in in the street. I. I had a lots of friends and and in Spingo, I mean most people knew know me know me since I'm very little and uh telling them that I'm not going to treat them and especially also having probably some of the highest prices in town it's difficult to manage that right mm -hmm. <laughs> it's very difficult so one of the things that I learned with Casey Neistat is that um you don't need to be there all the time you don't need to be for them all the time. You need to be for them when it's important. And I mm -hmm. think this is this is critical because if they want to talk to you, it's because it's important and you have to be there for them. If something goes wrong, if they are going through hard times, you have to be there. And But you don't have to be there every time, all the time for them. And so, so for the patients, I think this is, this is critical. And also, they need to understand that they go for your practice not because of you, but because of the system that eventually you implemented. Mm -hmm. So they have to understand that the dental nurses will still remind them of the appointments. They will call them the next day after the extraction. They will send them the post-operative care uh, one week before, and everything should be ready for the surgery like one week before. We will communicate transparently our treatment plans. We will say everything that we are about to, to charge them. 
beforehand. We don't we don't do anything without letting them know exactly what they are going to pay, the warranties, how much they are going to pay. We are completely transparent the, on that. And I think that they eventually thought that, well, if Andre is doing this, it's because it, they, it, it's because he trusts it. He trusts mm-hmm. the processes and he trusts the people that he's working with them. So otherwise he, they wouldn't be here. Um, but yes, it's true. I mean, it's, um, they will always, oh, well, but, and even dentistry, dentistry is, is, is very, is a very intimate, um, is a very intimate procedure. Yeah. Once I was talking to the Vigos, Alessandro the Vigos, that you, it's a common friend. And he was saying that, <laughs> he was saying something very interesting. Um, some people will, would rather, um, be naked in front of you than mm-hmm. showing you their mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and it's because it's very personal and mm-hmm. it's, um, and it's difficult for them to change to, to, to some other colleagues. And I understand that. So you have to make sure that you have to work on the culture. And then we come back to the, to the, to the delegation. You have to make sure that you, that you work on the culture. I mean, it's not, it's not just one strategy. It's, a lot of strategies mm-hmm. at the same time is communicating, making sure that the system is there, making sure that the patients yes. feel that there is a system in place, that there is trust and that there is a culture mm-hmm. and that they, they, they trust that culture of that place. And, and mm-hmm. I always say mm-hmm. that we don't, we don't sell the industry, we sell trust. Because mm-hmm. I think in every business we are only selling one thing, which is trust, whatever the product or whatever the service it is. So there's yeah, a, there's there's a whole lot of things. It's communicating with the patient. It's assuring that the system is there. Is communicating in several ways and and making sure that all their possible allegations are met in the communication. They have to understand. Yes, there is. Um, the, 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 he trusts the team. Uh, he's tired. He cannot do everything alone. His own family is treated in this way. So yes, what they are doing must be. And this is the trend of dentistry. So he's modern. You know, he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So yes, there, there are several ways that you need to, several layers that you need to implement on communicating mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So you just touched. Uh, you just talked about the patient and touched the 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 second part, but. I want to go on the part in in between, which is you have to have a system in place and you have, and everyone has to follow it. I saw that system in place that you have on, uh, on that class of, of management that you invite me to when, uh, when you, because there are some pushy uh, um, patients that uh, sometimes just said, yeah, but I want the appointment with, uh, with him because I know he's the best and please, can I have the appointment with him? And you had a colleague uh, phone to your practice, not saying, of course, who he is and trying to make an appoint, a first time appointment for you. And <laughs> one of your assistants pick up the phone and she said, no, but uh, sorry, you're going to, to, uh, to get another colleague. You're going to be well served. Dr. Andre, uh, maybe in the future, if, if he needed, you will see you. And she went through all the points and she stuck to it and she said no in an assertive way, but in a nice way. And she gave him alternatives. So I think it's very important also for us to establish that having a system in place, it's important and making sure that everyone follows that system is very important also because uh, you were talking about friends, but there are the other yeah. patients that are not your 
personal friends, but are the ones that are really pushy and want something. And if you don't have the system in place and if you don't, then there starts to have breaches on uh, on the system and it can collapse. So it's, I mean, you make sure that you, that the system is applied, right? So everything is written down. There are very specific rules, how things work. And then everyone knows how things are going to happen, right? Because this is a very important part on delegate. Because when we talk about delegate, we all know what it is, but how to make sure that things work uh, in, the, in, the, in the right way, uh, things work in a non-stressful way. It's very important. And for this to happen, for me, and I think you agree with this, it's, it's uh, fundamental to have a system in place and to make sure that everyone knows how to follow and how to apply that system. Well, yes, uh, I, I was um, I was previously talking more about how you how that transformation takes place, how you how you tra- how you go from um, one man show practice to a teamwork practice, and that transition is difficult. Uh, but then, what you were saying is that how you maintain a teamwork practice, yeah. right, without mm-hmm. breaches, and mm-hmm. and that's um, writing things down. That one, one of the the things that I think it's most most important for people to understand. This is in, in everything. What isn't written doesn't exist. You know. Um, <laughs> And procedures, they don't, they don't need to be only talked and discussed. They need to be written down. There's something, there's something magical and uh, impactful on placing things down in a paper. I mean, uh, writing things is, is, is what, what made our civilization special, what allowed learning and stuff like that. So there's something absolutely, um, and Jordan Peterson says that if you are, articulating in writing you are absolutely lethal and mm-hmm. i would say lethal in a positive way but it's true if you are articulated writing down things you can be you can reach whatever you want because if if you practice that art of writing things and writing and, and the, the art of writing things is the art of simplification as well because we have to really think to make to make things simple and um, and things that work, because one thing is the idea, the other thing is the execution of the idea. They need to be simple. And um, a procedure is much more than a procedure. A procedure is something that is, that is something that we want to happen, but it can happen with the persons that you have because of the way that is written and the way that is transmitted and the way that is sim- simplified. So let me give you an example of, um, of the thing that you were saying about the, the, the phone call. So basically... When someone calls my practice, um, basically they have two options. There's only two options. The option is either they have an issue or they want an opinion. What is the issue? Well, they want to have an hygiene done. Well, they want they have pain in a tooth. They broke a tooth. Okay, so the patient is booked for a treatment, right? But if they choose that they want to have an opinion, the patient is booked for an initial examination. Or after he solves the initial problem, he is then booked for initial examination. So I'm never the one that does the initial examinations. And I learned this with Galip Gurel because if I do the initial examinations, and many people tell me that, that I would earn more money, but the, the practice would be dependent on me. So for example, I am here for a week. I would be in Costa Rica in December and January for almost a full month. How would my practice work? 
Mm-hmm. So if I saw my, my every patient, if I wanted to be the rock star of my practice, my practice wouldn't function if I wanted to have like one month off. Um, and in the future, and I, I would like to have even more than two months off per year. So how can my practice work? Um, so when they call, of course, many of them, they heard my name and they want to be seen by me. And my dental nurse goes through a script, which is difficult to follow. I have to understand because some patients, they can be pushy. <laughs> but they say, well, but I want him because I've heard he's the best. I've heard she he's this. She did it very I mean, well. Huh? She did it very, yeah, she, very she well. She did it well. She did it well. But, but there's a trick there. The trick is, the most obvious thing is never to say the word no, of course. But you have to, you have to guide the person who wants to see me to understand that, yes, he will be available. But, th- but So it's not saying that he's not going to see you. But you have to go through a screening. Yes, he will see you, but some other some colleague will will screen you first. He will get mm-hmm. some information so that when you go to Dr. Andre, he has all the information to, to be seen. And of course, that my colleagues in the initial examination that and the initial examination is a checklist that has been contributed, and that checklist has been done with the contributions of everybody. It's a checklist that goes that follows a logical way in terms of communication, in terms of from the outside to the inside. So the goal of the initial examination is, number one, to collect the most amount of data, number, number one. Number two, to impress the patient, which is also important. I mean, the patient must get out of that exam, initial examination feeling like no one examined me the way that these guys are doing. So, yes, Dr. Andre is not here, but these guys, they know what they're doing. I mean, this is, this is something serious. I mean, they, they are not joking around here. And number three, to try to see up to which point the patient is willing to go in terms of is if he wants a compromised treatment or if he wants a complex treatment. So if he wants a very simple treatment, which is not what I do personally, yes, he will not be probably re- be reaching me. They tell him, look, yes, we have this, but Dr. Andre is not doing this. If you want him to come to see, yes, but I'm, I'm just telling that this is something really simple and this is, but yes, he will be able to see. To, to, to see you. And if he wants a complex treatment, and of course, in this initial examination, they have to give some rough um, values of rough numbers in terms of, 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 uh, of treatment costs. And if the patient is willing to, uh, or if the patient wants more, yes, then we do a treatment plan. And if they want me to be present, I would be present at the second appointment of the treatment plan presentation, but I will be present when I know the patient is willing to do a complex treatment and or he wants to hear more about that. And the goal is never to is never only about the money. The, the, the goal is about the complexity. But I, I what I don't want, I don't want that in the initial examination, money is not talked in any way. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is that you may have someone that goes to initial examination, and if you if you are very strict of oh, I know don't talk with don't talk about money. Then we come and collect all the data and present, let's say, a $20,000 treatment plan. Mm-hmm. And then you go to the second appointment, we present it, and the guy says, like, what are you talking about? What are you talking? Why mm-hmm. are you giving me? I, have, I, I, I earned like 500 euros a month or, 100 mm-hmm. or, or 700 euros a month. Why are you giving me this? I mean, the guy must be, they, they may eventually be shocked and feel offended. Mm-hmm. So it's important that mm-hmm. you, within the respect and, and with, with sensitivity, that you understand up to which point a patient is willing to go. And it's sometimes it's not it's not about the money. Sometimes it's just about the complexity. Yeah. Um, sometimes the patient needs a full mouth rehabilitation, and he may not do it in ceramics. He may do it in composites. But you need to have the sensitivity to understand 
this is not making this is not turning some the patients who have money more important than the others it's just a question of um, understanding up to which point the patient is willing to go so yes i'm never present at the first appointment and if we feel it's needed or if they want i be present on the second appointment but that will be a more scheduled way and Mm -hmm. and i i will have my script ready i will have my treatment plan ready and usually i'm on the second appointment, it's always me and the guy that did the initial examination. So um, yes, um, there are there there needs to be a system in place, and the way that people answer the phone, they need to transform the the guy that says I want him 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 into a guy that yes, I understand there's a system, I understand there's a team, and I understand that I need to be screened before. So mm-hmm. that's it. So you will see you yes, but you need to. To, to gather some data before you need to, you need to do some exams if you want to say mm-hmm. so it's not a no it's yes, yes but for for us to bring you the best quality treatments we need to see you and, and know you and see up to a point you are going to go and i do i do charge that appointment i do charge it some people don't charge it but we do charge it yes mm-hmm. and it's never okay. me that does it yeah okay so uh for me, uh, and I'm going to ask your opinion about this, for me, to delegate with success and, and uh, to do it in a way that you ensure quality, it has all to do with accountability. You know, taking responsibility for, uh, for getting things done as you are expected uh, to, without excuses. <laughs> without excuses. And... Um, and I think that having a clear communication, having things written down, having a system in place, the, all of this, sharing the same values, having very clear values, sharing the same values, um, having regular team meetings, um, all of that leads to uh, accountability leads to creating accountability, then uh, uh, that will lead to, uh, for you to, 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 to develop your own autonomy on your work, to, to, to have also the, the um, confidence uh, on your own work, on your performance, on delivering your best uh, technical uh, work. Uh, what do you think? Uh, for me, accountability is key. So taking responsibility for uh, getting things done as expected. Of course, you have to know what is expected, and that's why communication is important. Um, Doing this without excuses, so no excuses here. Otherwise, you will be held accountable. You have a system for that. Also, I know we're going to talk about that in the the future, which is uh, amazing. but this is my opinion. So how, how, what is your opinion? How you, can you delegate with success and ensure quality? Well, uh, I think having it written, there, there are two, yeah. two very important components, having it written and ha- have regular meetings. I, I will actually see there's a third component, which we already talked, which is the one-on-one meeting as well. So regular appointments with everybody, uh, having everything written down, and one-on-one meetings, those are fundamental components. I mean, you, you cannot hold anyone accountable if they don't, if they don't feel there's, some, that there's, there's a system going on to create a system, mm-hmm. let's say. Mm-hmm. They need to understand there's, a, there's an effort to create a system 
And they also need to understand something that I talk to them very often. I, I tell them, look, patients, they are, they are not coming to us because of me or because of how this assistant, she's sweet with them or how um, the receptionist has a lot of experience or how Louise has a great smile or how, um, or how whatever I am. Mm -hmm. They don't come because of that. They don't should, they should not come because of that. And actually, that's, that's not why they come. Because if you have someone, if you have let's, a beautiful dentist, a beautiful uh, female doctor that attracts a lot of patients, for example, that's not a good reason. That's not a sustainable reason. Mm -hmm. Or if she's very nice, that's not a sustainable reason to maintain a practice. The reason is the system. So the system, the culture, is the most important thing in a practice. So our main goal as a practice, our main goal in my practice is to work this system mm -hmm. to maximum perfection, even though there's never perfection. To work this system as much as you can. That's the most important thing. Um, and this system needs to be written down. And uh, I was even searching here. Uh, we have um, something that I learned uh, from a book of a guy called Sam Carpenter, it's, which is called Work the System, which is basically... It's nothing new. It's the same thing that um, that uh, that that the book E Myth says that we are going to place also on the notes of the podcast. E Myth: How small businesses don't work and what to do about it. This is a classical book written, I think, in the nineties. Um, so it, this is basically you need to you you need to have. Uh, um, a structure in place and that needs to be written because everything works out well until you are working alone. Once you, you once you call someone else to work with you, then you start to have issues. Yeah. So there must be, mm -hmm. people need to understand what happens. And for, for people who are not very familiar with this concept, I mean, this is why McDonald's is the same way, the same, works the same way everywhere in the world or pretty much the same way. Well, but you may say, well, but I don't like McDonald's. I, I don't want, I don't want my, my practice to be a junk food-based uh, uh, practice or with the same philosophies. Yes, but Ritz Hotel, it works in the same way. Ritz Hotel has the same protocols everywhere. If you go to one Ritz, they, they write down what you like. And if you go to the second time to a different hotel, they know exactly what you, what, what you want. So it's, um, it's a question of making organized, an organized structure. And one thing that helps is because you may say, well, but how do I start writing that down? Well, uh, one thing that I learned from Sam Carpenter, Work the System, there are three components of what you have written. One of them is the strategic goals. And then you have to write down 10 at the maximum strategic goals, which is like basically the culture. Okay. Mm -hmm. Number two is the operational principles. And you may have like 30 maximum. And I'll explain which what that is. And number three, the procedure. So the procedure is easy. The procedure is a, is a sequence of steps for something to be done. For example, telephone answering. So mm -hmm. there's A, B, there's this decision tree. So that, is the, that is the most basic, the most specific stuff. For every procedure, there are 10 steps or 12 steps or 20 steps or a decision tree. That's easy. Now, the first layer is the, object, the, the, the strategic objectives. And that should be 10 maximum, which is basically sets the culture of your team. So let me read you some of mine. Um, we are one of the dental practices with highest quality and transparency in Portugal. 
Number two, our main strategy is to work our systems and protocols until maximum perfection with the goal of proportionate, to proportionate health and satisfaction to our uh, patients and also a feeling of professional fulfillment and personal fulfillment to our team. So that's a very broad thing, but that's that's number two. So working the systems and make sure we give a sense of a sense of well-being and order to our patients and to the team. That's objective. Um, that's um, strate- uh, uh, object, um, strategic objectives. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. that's number one. Number two is uh, operational principles, which is a middle layer between the the strategic objectives and the procedures. And this is, let's say, where you go to if something new happens that was not written down Mm -hmm. or some, let's, let me give you an example. So for example, we never do treatment uh, above a certain value if we don't explain the patient the amount Mm -hmm. that he's going to pay. So this is a, this is a golden rule, let's say. Mm -hmm. Another thing. Whenever something, someone reaches you something, you always say thank you. If a, if a nurse <laughs> say, uh, gives you something, you thank her. And you always ask something by saying please at the end. Okay? Mm-hmm. This is an operational principle. We know we have to do this. I mean, this is not something that is done in a specific procedure, but it's, it's something more broad. Okay? And then you have the procedures. And the procedures, there are hundreds of procedures. If you do a class one, if you do a class two, uh, it depends on the depth of the pulp. So, for example, for operative dentistry, if you want to get really technical, we have three sorts of depths of the, the restoration, the direct restoration, which is um, you are away, you are more than one millimeter away from the pulp, you are between 0.5 and one millimeter away from the pulp, or you are z- uh, less than 0.5 uh, from the pulp. And the procedure, the materials that you need to use are different. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just uh, an example. And everything is detailed on what we use, what we don't use. And we want to simplify the materials that we use. This is very technical, of course. Uh, we also know how to proceed in the posterior root, in the posterior tooth, that is root canal treatment. We need the root coverage. And then we tell them that the ideal would, will be to do a crown or an onlay. And we have that, um, that, that guide all written down. How do you talk to the patient? So these are procedures. These are very well thought procedures and everybody respects them and, try, and it, it, there's never perfection of course but we try to make sure that these happened nine nine to 95% of the time but if you get 80% of the time it's also mm-hmm. very good um but besides the procedure there are the 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 strategic goals uh and um operational principles that will clarify you whenever you have um you you have doubt and everybody that comes to work with me, they must read our manual that starts with the objective, the, the strategic goals. Then there, there's the, the, the operational principles and then the procedures step by step. They, they must read the manual and they must see us work for at least one month if it is a dentist. And if it is a nurse, they step by step, they start to get into, in, into the flow. So yes, everything must be written now. That must be a structure. Um, this this structure and this manual is uh, is made with the contribution of everybody. So everybody must feel that they have something to say. Everybody must feel that they own the practice in, in a certain way. Um, so, so yes, there's meetings, there's things written, and there's one-on-one. But the things written is really important because mm-hmm. 
it's a gigantic work to be able to write down the full procedure of a practice. And some people that go come to my practice, that, that come to my to my management course, and um, they feel it's overwhelming. But it's but you have to start somewhere. And you, how do you start? You have to, <laughs> like we were saying in the last episode, you have to find time to work on that, to work on the practice, and not in the practice. You bet you have to be able to set some time to work to to do them. To do this procedure, and, and like you were saying, that we will give a lot of protocols, and we will have a lot of templates that we will give in the course in the leadership, the, the conscious leadership leadership course in, in mm-hmm. next year. But eventually, they cannot just copy paste that and show to the team. They have to go through that. They have to read that. They have to to adapt to, to, adapt their, own to their own reality. That, yeah. Yes, that process is very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's it. So it's written stuff and. In the written stuff, strategic goals, operational principles, procedures. Then there's regular meetings with everybody. And then there's also the one-on-one, which is something that I need mm-hmm. to improve, I have to say. Okay, so uh, may, I, I would like to take you through some, uh, some tips that I, that I uh, have written down because um, I have the experience of some colleagues that are there. Uh, they they know all of the, all of the theory but then they they get frustrated because of the lack of accountability in the workplace you know like uh, colleagues they, that don't yeah. show up to the meetings uh, so mm. things like that so i i gathered here yeah. uh, seven uh, tips to developing a positive accountability culture in the in the clinic right and mm. i would like your feedback and your input and then the last yeah. one um I would I would uh, ask you to you to give the one that you develop yourself, but just in a very light way because I think this would be something good yeah. for us to develop in, yeah. in, in its own yeah. episode. Yeah. Uh, the way that you yeah, I'll, I will try I will try to make very the very short comments to each of those yeah. tips. Yeah. So the first one is practice what you preach on accountability, <laughs> because for yes. me you need to yes. be a role model and on I mean. Yes. You should practice what you preach. Uh, I think that's for nowadays. Should, uh, that's yes. very that's very important on nowadays uh, society. It's, it's, what do you think? Yes, yes. If you you have to lead by example, I th- I don't have kids. I don't have have, have children. But uh, something that resonates a lot with me is that you cannot. The best way to to teach your kids is to to. To be mm-hmm. what, yeah. to actually be what you mm-hmm. want them to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to be a, a supporting husband, you have to be a supporting husband for their mother. Mm-hmm. You cannot tell them to be a supporting. You have to be. You have to show yeah. them that you are that. You have to become the person that you really want to be. And 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 that is never effortless. It, 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 you need to have effort. And I think in a business, it's the same thing. They have to realize that um, you are willing to do exactly what they are willing in terms of the degree of responsibility and that you you have to be able to do what you expect them to do if that is your role as well for example if i communicate with the if if i have certain rules to communicate with the lab i expect them to communicate in a certain way and they have to understand that i do it in the same Mm way okay unless it's something that i that i'm delegating right but the same commitment I mean, the, the, they have to look at you and understand that you are willing to do the stuff that most people are not willing to do because that's why you are leading mm-hmm. them. And what are the things that most people are not willing to do? Most people are not willing to share 
to teach, um, to be supportive, to lead by example, because it's difficult. I mean, and if you are not willing to do that, I don't think you should be managing people. And not, not everybody needs to be managing people, of mm -hmm. course. But if you think it's too much, if you think you would rather save your energy for your family or you rather save your energy for some other activity or for the sport that you are willing to, that you are looking forward to do at the end of the day, if that's the main energy in your head, then you should not be the leader. Mm -hmm. And it's fine. And it's absolutely fine. So, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. yes, you have to lead by example. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to practice what you mm -hmm. preach. Yeah, that's... Yeah. So the second one is to effectively communicate your, your expectations. So, in the, and we already talked about this. Everything should be written. Yes. The written. system should yeah. be written. If it's not written, yes. it doesn't exist. Um, yes. But I think that it's it's very important in, in uh, clear communication to also uh, never assume things. I mean, in any kind of communication, you should never assume anything. You have to be specific. Yeah, you have to be specific and you really have to uh, communicate what you expect from others to do. Yeah. Right. In, let me, in, let in me detail, give you an example. In detail. Yes. Let me give you an example. For example, we give warranties from our treatment, which is a controversial issue. So if Teresa does a restoration that within, within two years it fails and then Louise has to redo it, Louise earns the money that he's supposed to and that money is taken out from what Teresa earned one year before. Mm -hmm. uh, I think there's transparency there. So if I have, for example, if I have someone that I, is a friend of mine and I'm giving him a, like a 10% discount, if Teresa is doing the treatment, she earns full like, like it was completely charged. So do you understand? Mm -hmm, so yeah. she's not because, because I'm the friend of the patient and she does not yeah. need to be um, negatively affected by mm -hmm, that. So, mm -hmm. so yes, they, they understand that this is the way that things work, but I have to... So for me, for me to be able to demand from them, I also need to be fair with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so so th that's that's just just an example. This means that number two things. Number one, we must work with very very good materials and have time so that the the failure mm -hmm. rate of our restorations is very good and high, much higher than the warranties that we we give to the patients. And number two, for the second example, it means that whenever I'm thinking about giving a discount, I have to think <laughs> twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh, and also i think that um uh sometimes you only go into detail when when things fail you know when you are already on yeah, that blaming game you know and yeah, uh yeah. and sometimes yes. uh yes. you go you enter in in clinics and and, and you can feel that it's that's to do with the energy that you were talking on the last episode yeah but yeah but you know that there are many leaders that they think that your associates um should not be paid for something that someone else has done that you have done and it went wrong so because that's that's just professional solidarity mm -hmm. i mean it makes no sense because all of a sudden you, you start to realize that people start to be start to feel bad regarding because there's this sense of unfairness so you have to whatever they do if it's not there, whatever they are redoing they do, they should be paid for mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, there needs to be a policy so what What do you get paid when you see an emergency that is not from you, that is from your colleague? And it depends on the time that you spend. If you spend more than, 30, more than 10 minutes, 
then you should charge mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To uh, to so this is specific. You have to be really yeah, specific. To, to be that. really specific. To to really enter on detail, it stops you from yes. when things yes. uh, go wrong to enter on the blaming game. Yes. And sometimes the communication on yes. clinics is just based on the blaming game. So if you want to have other yes. kind of of communication, you have to have if you want to have a positive uh, culture of accountability uh it's very important to communicate your expectations in a detailed way yeah. and preferably to have all this written down so <laughs> so that yes. there is no yes. no doubts uh, yeah. uh about anything anything um so third tip uh provide assessments based only on facts and uh and this is because sometimes accountability becomes emotional, you know, because <laughs> mm-hmm. we are all uh, yes. human beings, right? And uh, but if you have, and in this series, this is very easy because if you have the metrics, right? You have the goals, you have the metrics. Yeah. So um, I think that, in my opinion, um, this uh, uh, can be done uh, based on facts. So if you write your systems mm-hmm. or if you uh, communicate your expectations, just like we were talking on the on the earlier point, based on facts and not on emotion, not on the blaming game, again, it's mm-hmm. become easier to understand and easier to implement. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, of course that you, 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 ha- you have to have the numbers. Uh, let me give you some examples. Um, for example, if, if you have an employer or an assistant that consistently comes late, um, in order to use metrics and not emotion, the best thing that you need to do is to have like a fingerprint um, schedule control. Mm-hmm. So there's no emotional there. You just implement that. And at the end of the month, said, look, you have consistently arrived late here. Uh, these are the numbers. This is what the computer is telling us. So. What are you going to do about this? How much? So we have to have a conversation. So this means I will have to reduce this in your in your earnings. Mm-hmm. That's one example uh, because you have the metrics. Another one is uh, we have the what we call the daily sh- the daily calculations of each dentist. And the dentist they calculate themselves the amount the what they earn per appointment and per each appointment they know exactly because we have everything written down the amount of Variable costs, which is like composite and, and, and anesthesia, and the amount of fixed costs per hour. So at the end of the day, they will have a number. They will know what they will take home and what the, the practice has earned, mm-hmm. considering the costs. And that brings a lot of truth and a lot of transparency to what is going on. And they have the metrics there. And they understand those, that those metrics are updated every year and they have real numbers. So at the end of the day, they say, well, yes, I, gave, I took home 200 or 300 euros or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I also know that the practice only earned 50 euros, for example. So this brings truth and transparency to what is going on. Right? Mm-hmm. And ideally, those numbers should all, always be accumulated to, so that you, at each day you know exactly what you made as a, a business or what you lost as a business. So there should be daily daily metrics, weekly metrics, monthly metrics, and 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 yearly metrics. And I know I know it seems a lot of work, but it's it's not that difficult. You just have to know the variable costs. And for example, in the course, we'll give you all the templates with that. 
you have to know all the fixed costs, which is which is basically the amount of of uh, fixed cost that you have divided by the the amount of hours that you work every day, and then you'll reach a number. Mm -hmm. And once you get that daily feedback, it's much easier to do the transformations, and it's much easier even to convince yourself that you have to cut costs here or cut costs yeah. there, and to maybe have some some more difficult talk with with some of the dentists, or mm -hmm. because you have facts, mm -hmm. yeah. you are supported by facts and not by emotion. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that's that's very important, and I think that in dentistry, uh, there. I mean, even just like you said, even the protocols for the treatments, uh, right? Everything. Yes. Uh, if you have facts for 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 everything, so it will. If you uh, provide the information based on those facts, it will be much easier not only to implement, but uh, but also to 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 for the team to have this understanding about what's going on, and also it will remove the emotional part because sometimes um, uh, when when you have too much emotions, then <laughs> it's it's it's, yeah, it's difficult. Yeah. It's difficult. Okay, so fourth, um, delegate control with accountability, and and this is uh, basically my vision on empower your team and not micromanaging, right? So if because if you, uh, I don't know about your experience, but I think that sometimes there are dentists that run their practices. Or, or even if they are not practice owners, they 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 run their day uh, on micromanaging, and 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 that can be very exhausting. So it's much easier if you empower uh, your team or empower yourself to 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 I have, with accountability. Yeah, I have to say I was I'm getting better, uh, but that is. I don't think that is one of the strong points of me as a person because I started micromanaging a lot. And now I understand that it's impossible because when you micromanage, what I realize is that life runs through your fingers, <laughs> which is like sand in the fingers. Your life is running, right? Mm -hmm. And you are not taking advantage of that, of life. And what do I mean by life? Life is letting someone, letting people be themselves in the in the workplace. Mm -hmm. And everybody is different. Sometimes they laugh louder. Sometimes they, they have this, I mean, you have to have standards, of course, but you need, these are human beings and, and eventually they will disappoint you some days. They will not be perfect most of the time. But I think that um, the most important is that their intentions must be transparent into patients and to everybody. So if you have a good, in, sometimes if, if the intentions are there, if they know, if the patients understand the intentions, they will tolerate, um, they accept less strict behaviors or less, um, less uh, micro uh, studied behaviors or, or that, that you need to, to stand in a certain way or you need to talk in a certain way because that, that becomes too robotic, you know. Mm -hmm. So there, there needs to be a balance there. And I, I cannot tell you how you can reach that, that balance because... The culture in a place is not something that you set. It's something that rises. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it, it, it's a mix of the different people that work there and you have to let them be themselves within some certain limits. Um, you, you cannot... I think that the worst thing to, to ask in a person if they want to do some sort of transformation in their life is to ask them just to be themselves. 
Well, if you ask something, someone to be themselves, if the results they are that they are getting in some some part of their life are not good, they will not <laughs> they will not improve. So it's not it's not about being yourself. It's it's about thinking how would you like yourself to be, mm-hmm. and trying to be that person. And sometimes that person changes. In ten years, it changes. In five years, it changes. But that thought process needs to be done by the whole team. How mm-hmm. do we want to behave? What what how do we think this is important? And that can serve as a template as a culture mm-hmm. and um uh there's this book from from this guy tony aish it's called delivering happiness mm-hmm. and he, he, he died a few years ago um in dramatic conditions but uh, basically he was the ceo of zappos mm-hmm. yeah and mm-hmm. zappos was all about patient happy mm-hmm. uh, patient this client happiness yeah. and um and he has completely reinvented, and, and even Jeff Bezos from Amazon said it was one of the biggest losses that, in, in, in terms of businesses, because he basically reinvented the way that the patient experience was done, not with scripts. So the employees did not have scripts, but they, w- they have a very um, strict hiring policy. Mm-hmm. They wanted to know who the people were and the intentions of the people. So I think that, especially in, so- in small places, you don't have a full year to be doing interviews. Sometimes you have to accept people, assistants, and sometimes doctors, which are not what you idealize as a person, physically, emotionally, mentally, but you have to work on them. You have to be able to, to try to, to, to inspire them in, in, in some way. So this is why the, 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 um, the personality and the character are very important mm-hmm. when you are hiring. For example, I'm hiring a nurse now, and for me, I... It, the most important thing is not their experience. The most important thing is their willingness to mm-hmm. learn. That's, but it's difficult to access that. It's very difficult, and people are 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 different. So I think that the the the, the, the take home message is to you have to be able to create a culture, but you also need to uh, let go of trying to control mm-hmm. everything. Because if you try to control everything, you, it becomes very a very dense energy and a very and a very negative mm-hmm. energy so people need to be there's there's a mix of being themselves and being professional and that's difficult and again an example is sometimes you you can see that someone is having a bad day and calling them the attention must be done in a very sensitive mm-hmm. way or sometimes waiting for the next day to call them to, to, to talk to them sometimes it's you cannot be military you cannot always be military. You have to um, be preventive and, and, and inspire a culture rather than forcing a culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah. yeah. But it's difficult. It, it, yeah, delegating and um, it, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's difficult. But uh, I, I have something written here. It says uh, delegating control means having the right information, the right tools and the right training to make the right decisions. Um, yes. So yes. Uh, I, I think that, and, and also, yeah. and also, uh, just, just let me just mm-hmm. add something. <clears throat> when when no one knows you, when you have a practice that no one knows you, the behavior of people inside is much more important because you have to conquer the patients by being by showing the least flaws as possible. You know. The early years are more difficult. Once you get once you get your name out there and people come because they, well, many people come to my practice, but they they already know the practice. Mm-hmm. You know, you have the feeling that they expect trust, they expect transparency, they expect um, 
non-pressure sales. They know that. They know that's what's going to happen. So they are less, they are more tolerant with the rest. I don't know if it makes sense, but mm -hmm. as you as as you get more successful, people are more tolerant because they have this notion that they know mm -hmm. you. If no one knows you, you have to build mm -hmm. that. You have to build that image from since day one, since the first contact. Mm -hmm. So I think that uh, people that run the practice for 20 years sometimes are not the best people to give advice for people that are starting to run the practice. So I think I would probably give more strict advice in the first years mm -hmm. and less strict advice uh, now because I am more mm -hmm. successful, mm -hmm. let's say. It. And, um, and and also, also let me point this mm -hmm. out, and I know this is controversial, but um, I think that even the team in the dental nurses, if you can, if you can start from scratch with them, like people that want to start a career, I think it's better in the beginning to have people that don't have experience. such experience. And I think I know this is controversial. I know I understand this. But for example, I started with a nurse that had 20 years of experience, which was very good, which is which was amazing. But I needed to also have a mix with someone that was completely um, starting and it was completely um, blank in terms of that, that I could train mm -hmm. and that, that I could implement. So I think it's important to have a mix of, of people with more experience and less experience. I think the mix is important. Yeah. Okay, uh, fifth. So align accountability <laughs> with uh, with your clinic uh, or your practice objectives, and this I think this is very very uh, important because if you are not if you don't have the alignment, um, then you're not going to get this in this to the same place. So it's like you have different directions, right? So and I think yes. it's important also to seek alignment um, and we we talked about this on the on the previous episode so for team members to seek alignment of their personal goals with their with their work i mean and personal it's of course adapted to dentistry and what they want from dentistry um, yeah. So I think for accountability, this is very important for you to have your, uh, to, to, for you to be aligned with, with what the clinic uh, stands for yeah. and what the clinic practices yeah. for. So when you said that yeah. you have that system all written down with all kinds of goals, organizational goals, um, clinical, uh, everything that you have uh, written down and you give it to uh, a dentist, a colleague dentist that uh, has a possibility to, to work for you or to, or to a nurse uh, or to someone that's going to be part of your team. It's very important that they feel like uh, aligned with that, that they share uh, mm -hmm. that, uh, mm -hmm. that objectives. What is your opinion mm -hmm. about that? Yeah. <clears throat> well, um, they they contribute to the development of the rules. Mm -hmm. That's number mm -hmm. one. Even better, yeah. Um, they contribute to that. They, they need to contribute to that. Um, another thing is to, to have the one-on-one -on -one meetings to understand exactly what they want. But sometimes you, you cannot always give them what they want. It, what, what it means, it needs to be an effort. Let me give you an example here. Um, a small story about my practice. The first guy that started to work with me was a guy called Carlos. And I knew from the beginning that he wanted to 
to get out of dentistry and study medicine. So I supported him. I completely supported him. And I still treat him and his family. He's an orthopedic surgeon now. And uh, he, was, he was just, just, just this genius guy. But he, was, he, he wanted to do something else. So I knew from the first start that that's what he wanted to do. So yes, I supported him. So even though he, he, I knew I could not count him in the future, I wanted to, I want him to mm -hmm. feel the best way possible. And I want to also take advantage of his qualities. Okay. Then they, it, that came another one called Rui. And he did the same thing. He practiced with me for many years, and then he realized that he did. He was very limited with the. He, he said that the money limitations that did not allow to do the best dentistry were something that was bothering him, and that did not happen that much in in um, in medicine, especially if you are working for national health mm -hmm. uh, medicine. So you would do more what is the most appropriate and less dependent on the money of the patient, because dentistry is the private dentistry has a lot of dependence on that. So yes, he did finish dentistry. Mm -hmm. Then he started working only doing oral surgery, and now he went and he now, now he's living in the Netherlands and he's working as a, as a dent, as a maxillofacial surgeon mm -hmm. or something like that. So yes, I knew and I, I always supported him on that. Um, then uh, I also had Teresa that is still working with me, and there are many many people that that there are a few people that also work with me. Uh, then I had Teresa that um, she did a master degree on aesthetics. And I delegated the prostodontic part for her. I started to delegate the pro and she does a lot of prosto now. Then I had another guy called Luis, and he was doing the endo. And then Luis wanted also to do the, the prosto part and the implants. And I said, well, I can delegate the implants and the perio surgery and surgery to UES. And he, he did a postgraduate course um, on, um, on, on implants. And I, I did... Uh, delegate that to him but he also wanted to he told me i i would also like to do prosto and i said well i i'm sorry but i i cannot give you the prosto mm -hmm. to do because we work as a team here and only when teresa is completely overwhelmed with the prosto then mm -hmm. you can start to the prosto because as long as teresa if if she wants to delegate everything and only does the prosto as long as she has prosto she will have the priority to do the prosto because i think this is this is accountability mm -hmm. also yeah. Uh, he has, they have to understand that there are some, some that I cannot defraud the expectations of other people. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. if they work with me for for such a long time, and if they want to this, yes, in, in 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 the same way that if someone else comes and wants to do implants, they will not do implants unless Louise is fed up with the implants. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't think I don't agree. I don't believe in a model that everybody does everything. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. think that works. Me, me I don't think that works. I think I think that there need need to be specialization. Yeah. Yes, or organization there, there needs to be. So yes, they uh, you, you have to ask them what they want. You have to 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 help them get what they want. But that needs to be within the scope of the yeah. practice and within the limitations of the practice. Mm -hmm. um, and they have to understand that. And they have to understand that you yes. You have their back for them to have your back, but yes, there are some rules and some, mm -hmm. and people need to be respected, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the, 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 especially people that are working with you for a long mm -hmm. time. And that takes me to the yeah. seven, to the seven uh, point: be an advocate and promoter for team members. So that's what you said. You need to have them their back, and they will have uh, yours. So it's, I think in dentistry, this is very, this is very important for you to, to, uh, 
to 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 support and and of course assist uh, yeah. your uh, your colleagues, but but also to be an advocate for, for that because sometimes we know that um, there are. Uh, it's very easy for patients to say, oh, and did, did, did this or did that or whatever. And uh, not only yeah. patients, I yeah. mean, even outside the clinic, I think that should be yes, part of the accountability yeah. is for you to, yeah. to defend. And if you, and that's an important part of the one-to-one that you were saying. So if there is feedback to be done, if there's things to be worked on, which is absolutely normal, then they should be done in a, in a private conversation and you should talk about it yes. in, a, in a private way yes. and not in front of yes. patients or assistants or yes. nurses. Or... Yes, yeah. Yeah, that's a very important part. If you want to, to, if you want to point the finger at someone, you, you should ideally do it in private. Yes, that's, um, that is true. But sometimes you don't have time to do that, you know, and it's very <laughs> tempting to call the attention in front of everybody Mm-hmm. It's um, you, you, it's it's something that you you have to keep going and learning and keep going and learning, and um, and I think you also it, it's also important to forgive yourself if you make some mistakes. Yeah. Um, you have to you you have to realize that you are also human and sometimes you make mistakes, and um, you will make mistakes as a leader. Mm-hmm. Some things will go right mostly things will go right if you work hard some things will go wrong some people will disappoint you you will you will disappoint some people but i, I always think this is this is a numbers game right so it's uh, if you if you if you if you work to get things right 80% of the time you should be happy with that mm-hmm. because if you work to be right 100% of the time i think that you will reach 50s or 60 realizing that you have not lived your life you you were just too worried to making things perfect and that cannot be you have to savor things you have to savor small victories you have you have to praise people you have to let them shine you have to ask them what they want if and 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 allow them allow that to happen and i think that's one of the best one of the best things at least for me of being a leader is to is to to be able to allow them to get what they want from life from from some microcosmos that you have developed. In this case, it's a company. It's a small company. And you have to, I think that is one of the most fulfilling things. But I think that, that you, you, have to, you have to feel fulfilled with that, but not only feel fulfilled when someone, someone praises you for that. Mm-hmm. So, so you, you, you can't expect them to thank you for that or publicly mm-hmm. thank you like everybody. Like, I mean... I, I, I see a lot of colleagues that they need to post everything of every single praise that people do to them. And I think that's, that, that's a very selfish thing, you know. <laughs> I think it's, um, it's it, I, I think the most impactful help is the one that you do without expecting anyone to, to even acknowledge that you help them, you know. And and I if you get if you can get into that position which I am not by the way I'm 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 not but if you can get that position that you completely uh, abdicate from the praises and keep giving without the need for that I think that's I think it's where you are on the sweet spot it's a it's a little of of a solitude of a lonely place there but um, praises will come to you when 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 they are needed and they will be more sincere and more honest and and um, 
more unexpected sometimes. Mm -hmm. and, but yes, and... for, for you to have your, your people's back, you, you, mm -hmm. for him to have your back, you mm -hmm. need to have their back. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. it's, it's a full-time job mm -hmm. to be a leader there. Yeah. yeah, and you should provide a safe place for difficult uh, uh, conversations yes. to be held. Yes. And, and I think yes. the best reward, just finishing on what you were saying, is that... Um, is 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 the is the environment right it's the environment of making accountability something that you and your team members are proud of right and rather than yeah. driven by the fear of repercussions so i think that's the yes. that's the best reward <laughs> but and just to finish and just to finish uh, to be held accountable you uh If you don't deliver, you will have repercussions. And this is very important. Yes. Too. So yes. Um, yes. for the colleagues that, uh, <laughs> that already tried all of this, right. And they are very understandable and they have their teammates uh, back and yeah, yeah, but they are frustrated by the lack of accountability in their clinics, or even if they are not the clinic owners, right? if they work for the, in a clinic and they are very frustrated by the lack of accountability in the workplace. How yeah. did you manage to, uh, to make all of this uh, work? Because if you are not responsible, you have to suffer the repercussions, right? And, yes, and I because have to say, those are the rules of life. And yeah. I have to say that I did not have, and I do not, don't have, the answer is yours, but I did not have an answer for this. And when I heard you talking on your, on your <laughs> class, it was like a light bulb uh, uh, light up and my head says, yeah, he got it. He, he, he found a way to do, do it. <laughs> so, and we are going to talk more about this and maybe in another episode and on the course, you're going to give uh, the step-by-step -step on how you yeah. do this, because this has mathematics, this has a, a um, a protocol also, it's different if it's for assistant, it's different <laughs> if it's for dentists. Yes. But how yes. do you yes. hold your staff accountable? What are, what is the repercussion okay. if they, um, if they are not accountable? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think that you should have repercussions because in everything you in life, yeah, there's a, yeah. If uh -huh. you, if you do, if you don't do what you're supposed to, that's the rule of nature. I mean, if you're surfing, if you don't row strong enough, if, 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 if there's a big set coming, he's going to hit mm -hmm. your head mm -hmm. and you're going to suffer on that. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is not something, um, this is not something that is created by, by man, by society. So repercussions of when you don't do something good, is the law of nature, mm -hmm. isn't it? I mean, this is how the planet works. This is how Cosmo works. So the, the way that I found to do that is by finding, by ticketing um, the team members, whether it's a doctor or whether it's uh, an assistant. And, and for the assistants, by the way, like you were telling, and I'm not going to get into much detail, but I, I ticket, I find them on their incentives. I mean, they earn incentives for, for productivity and we'll talk how I give incentives to all of them in several ways that we can give incentives for number of new patients, number of productivity, whatever. But they get these this, uh, incentives every month. Mm -hmm. And if they make a mistake and if they know that they are that the, the, the strict rules for that procedure, they are finding 10 euros, 20 euros, 30 euros. Mm -hmm. And dentists as well, if they don't write things down, if they don't do the things that are supposed to do, They are also fined in a certain amount, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um, 
Well, you may say that, um, and this is the last thing that I'm going to, to say about this. We'll talk a lot about in some other podcasts. But you may say, well, but they don't like that. They don't like, no one likes to be paying money. Well, you can have a system that all that money goes to an account. So every money collected from finding goes to an account. And at the end of the year, for example, at the end of the, the month, you do like a dinner with everybody or you do like a team building uh, activity or you just give that to a um, uh, social uh, um, charity or something like that. Um, but yes, I think that people should suffer financial consequences for not doing things right. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> just like as in nature, you would suffer if you don't do mm -hmm. things right. My last question is, uh, before you had that system of, uh, of uh, the, the <clears throat> have, uh, having the fines or, or tickets for uh, when mm -hmm. things um, are not go wrong. Yeah, or go wrong or when things are not delivered the way that they are uh, supposed to be. Yeah. Um, before you had that system, did, 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 I mean, what my, my question is, do you... Did you notice a before and after? I mean, did of you create that system yeah. because you had problems on the on the accountability uh, part? Because yeah. you felt you you had to have that that in yeah. place. Yeah. Otherwise, there were yeah. certain things that they were not going to be to yeah. be done. Yeah, um, I mean, they they would not be done with such uh, in such. Um, um, a high degree, I would say. But yes, I've been doing this since 2007, after the second year that I that I opened my practice. So I don't actually know, even know a way of working without mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's possible to work without consequences on you don't do stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you have, you, you have to make it light and you have to make it very clear. I mean, if the nurses, they need to write down how much the, the patient has paid and is about to pay next week in terms of the payment, um, the payment agreement that we have with the patient, if that is not written down, that is a serious mistake. Because the, the, the other dental nurse that, does, that, that opens the file next time that the, the, the patient comes, they don't know what is happening. So that is a very serious mistake. And they know it's very clear. The rules are very clear. They need to write down wh what is the patient uh, paid today. Uh, what is this is especially in, in cases where they they have uh, uh, payments of they let's say they pay half in the beginning one quarter in the middle and one quarter in the end of treatment this needs to be written down and it needs to be followed through mm -hmm. and it's not difficult but they need to understand this is a critical critical procedure so if they fail with that and that is written down if they fail with that they will be fined in 30 euros for mm -hmm. example mm -hmm. and yes mm -hmm. it does work very well It does yeah. work very well. So, but but you have to. Um, I think it's important for them to realize that this is for their own good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, this is for their own good, and this is. Um, and you you can send that to the social charity, or you can send that to. You can do a team building. You can do a dinner. Mm -hmm. You can do whatever you want with that money. Mm -hmm. um, but um, but yes, I think it works very well. Mm -hmm. And I think I I I, I thought a lot about. Because the other option is drama. <laughs> the other option is yeah. drama. Yeah. And, and drama is never good. Yeah. Especially when you are in a position that you want to start making those changes that we talked about on the, on the, uh, on the last episode, right? So if you want to start to make some, some small changes that you know that in the future yes. will give you benefits, 
right? Uh, I'll give you yes. uh, also a practical example of a colleague that uh, was talking to me not so long ago. So he uh, implemented the, the, the protocol because he started to uh, document his cases, right? He already did it, but he started okay. to taking it more seriously. He bought the, 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 mm -hmm. the software, the machine, camera. the camera, everything. And he, uh, he, he trained and held a, a specific assistant for the end of the day. She had one job, which is to, uh, to put everything in the Dropbox, something like that. But that, so every picture in the end of the day had a specific place to be. Right. And it, one, I mean, every week he said it was, it was drama. I, she, one day she did it. Another day she didn't do it. One day I was with the patient presenting a case. I wanted to, to find the picture that I knew I had to, I had taken in another case. I opened the file. It was not there. I come back to her and she said, ah, oh, yes, yes. So it's that drama takes, um, it takes a lot of energy. It takes the fun of the job. It puts uh, you in a place yep. that you are starting to doubt if you want to continue to do yes. this or not. Because he yes. said, okay, I don't know if yes. I'm going to do this anymore because uh, it's, I, 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 I'm spending more time on this episode with her than I'm taking advantage of implementing this, this on, my, on my every day. And, um, and this was something that he was doing because he, he, it was something that he wanted, uh, that he knew that it was going to, 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 to bring some value to his work. And he was, in, he was in a place that he was doubting, uh, of that value. But did, did he implement a ticketing No, thing? I suggested it. That? I said, look, <laughs> yes, <laughs> you have to, you have to yeah, find it. I, I suggested it. I said, look, I don't know the, the, the mathematics of things. We are going to, to, to do it in, in the course. This, of but course, you, has a you, system. You know, you know the, the advice, yeah. yeah, the advice is, and we'll talk a lot about this, is people will, some people will like to paint you as a monster for doing that. You have to be ready for that, you know, because they will, they will, they will cartoon you. But oh, not, if you, not, if you are, the, not if you are uh, straightforward with it from the first place. Yes. Not if, not if yes, you explain, yes, like we yes, said, exactly. like if you bring the, 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 yes. the numbers, if you bring the facts, not if you are completely yes. transparent where the money uh, goes. Yes. Not with, with all the process, I, it's, it's impossible yeah. for you to, to, to picture you as, yeah. as a monster. Well, I mean, well, it's impossible. It it's is, not. I, I won't okay. say as a monster. <laughs> yeah, I, I won't say as a monster. But 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 some people they will they will, you know you know you know it's you have to accept that some people they are not emotionally developed a lot to understand. <laughs> that's a, that's and another. That, that's yeah. a huge. That's <laughs> question. That's that, and that's a huge. Yeah. That's a huge part of the population. <laughs> that's a huge part of the people. You have to be honest. They will say, oh, I mean, especially with this with this cancellation policy that has repercussions all over that no one is allowed to have an opinion or to stand it. That everybody needs to be extremely polite and compassionate. And I mean, it's impossible to be a leader if you don't take these sorts of decisions, because and some people, even though we take all this extra care and everything that you said is right, you have to 
make sure that you explain why it's because of this and this and this. And I think that the most important thing is not to not to feel drama for yourself. So this is the implementation. And I understand that this may be difficult to you, but this is the way it is and the money mm -hmm. goes this way, okay? So this is the thing that... And you have to be very um, emotionally mm -hmm. neutral when you say this, okay? For them to understand this is nothing mm -hmm. personal. This is just mm -hmm. what it is, mm -hmm. okay? Because if you are not, if you show a little bit of emotion, for example, your, your student, he says... He was pissed mm -hmm. off with that. With that, with that yeah, nurse. yeah, yeah. He was he doubting himself and he was her. doubting the measures uh, that he was taking. But if he shows he's pissed off with her with that conversation, he loses yeah, yeah, it. Completely. He loses yeah. the. He, so he needs to be emotionally neutral with her. And that is difficult because we are, we are not made to be emotionally mm -hmm. neutral, right? So you have to be able to navigate these emotions throughout the day and to. And, and, and ideally even show the opposite, which is, which is showing some compassion, showing some mm -hmm. empathy, mm -hmm. showing, so, mm -hmm. well, we are doing this because I don't want to fire you. I want you, because I know you have good mm -hmm. things and I'm here to help you. This is very easy to talk in a podcast, but very difficult Very, to very do. difficult to do. <laughs> but I am here to help you. And this is why I'm doing this. Okay. So I want you to be working at your best. And I know this is not, doing, so I think this will bring, bring more awareness to what you are doing. And you will, will, you will do it mm -hmm. better. Okay. Okay. This is uh, already a long, long, long episode. Um, the, maybe we can talk uh, also about emotional intelligence in dentistry, which is a big one. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, very important. I think that emotional intelligence <laughs> should be taught to every dentist. It's uh, you, you. I mean, you deal yeah. with emotions every day. The other person's your own. Yeah. Um, but we're going to talk about that for, for, for sure. We, we touched on very important things, uh, here today. We, uh, even some, um, very measurable and very practical, uh, ones that we are going to, to teach in our, in our course. Um, and as usually I'm going to, to say goodbye with the invitation to, to check our course. I'm going to put the address on, on the show notes. Um, if you want to, to learn all of this in a, in a, in a practical way and how to apply it to your everyday dentistry, uh, life, uh, join us next year in Sagres, uh, four, five and six of March, Uh, of next year, we, we will be uh, together, me and, and Andre. Um, we call it like an immersion course because you're going to be very free and, and uh, it's not intensive because there's going to be a lot of practical exercises, not only theory, but there are all a lot of practical exercises and it's going to be a very fun thing to do um, for us. So I, I, I would invite you to, to, to read about, about, about our course. And if you have any questions about it or any doubts, just, just reach, reach out. Our contacts are, are in the show notes. Um, thank you so much, Andre, for, uh, for the conversation. It was, wonderful as as usual um <laughs> again i wish you a, a good week uh, of, of, of time off i know that you are there to to just uh, to to relax and enjoy and i wish you a very very good week and thank you for the for the lovely conversation
Thank you again, Manuel. It's always good to to talk to you and to and to brainstorm about all these things. And um, this is this this is a very special episode because I'm I'm in 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 a place that I, I that I love to be, and um, it's very it's very rewarding for me to be able to talk to this to talk about this with you and to share with other colleagues. And yeah, I would invite you to come to Sagres next year to explore and to, to discuss and to interact with all of you because I am sure that you will come out of the course uh, with more clarity and more awareness and more determination to do and to, to, to lead the order of dentistry and, and, and your life in the way that you, you yourself wanted to be, to be led. So thank you so much and um, we'll see you next we'll time. We'll see you in the next episode. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.